Hello, my peeps. This is Tony with Full of Brown coming to you with another episode again this week, every Thursday, as usual. Thank you all for tuning in for a brand new episode. And you guys, so many listeners from so many different places and I'm just, I'm just loving it. I'm, I'm, I'm having such a blast doing this. So thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing it with your friends. I know a lot of close friends of mine shared it with their friends and the list of the Fuller Brownies just keeps growing and growing and growing. So thank you so much for listening. But moving on from the thank yous today, I have a very special friend um, that I've met a while ago. Um, and we'll talk about that in a minute on the episode, but she is a teacher and I wanted to do a special episode for teachers. Um, this is 2020 and, um, we're going through a pandemic and it's been really hard on everybody. It's been so uh, incredibly, uh, um, a learning, you know, a learning and, and, we're learning so much from each other, and I have found new respect for other people, uh, specifically on this episode, teachers, and teachers have just done so much, and then it got me to think that they've done a lot for so many years, and that it's not just now. Maybe it's now that we're focusing on those teachers that we realize how important they have been to our lives and all the things that they have done. So thank you. Uh, I want to give a shout out to all my teachers that I've ever had uh, at Jackson Middle School and Capitol Hill High School, U.S. Grant High School, Santa Fe South Charter Schools, uh, my elementary teachers, I would say all of them. Uh, But I went to so many elementary schools, so I am not going to name them all, but you know, if you are a teacher and you're listening to this, this episode is dedicated to you. So we want to say thank you on honoring you and and I hope that you enjoy the episode. So I invited a special friend of mine. Her name is Suri Sadai and she's from Seattle, Washington. So the hours of the difference, um, it's a couple of hours. So um, it was late when we were recording this. So if, if we sound a bit... <laughs> too hyper i do apologize but nonetheless we had so much fun and and before anything you know i wanted to say thank you to her and to all the teachers that have been an inspiration to me um and and if you're a teacher my hat's off to you my ladies and gents for doing the hard work that um may not be appreciated as often as it should be so i praise you I bless you. Thank you for doing what you do. Um, and I just can't wait for you guys to hear this episode. So without further ado, cue the music. Dear listeners, this is Tony with Fuller Brown again on another episode. Thank you all for listening and for supporting the show. But today I have a very good friend. 
Surisadai. Yay! <laughs> See, I told you I need I need the sound effects. I need the sound effects. How are you? Thank you for being on the show. Hi, thank you for inviting me. Thank you for allowing me to be part of this phenomenon. No, thank you for saying yes. I I highly appreciate it because I don't. I'm sure people can tell, but we're on a on a, a FaceTime, so if it sounds weird, you guys, I apologize. But this is the reason why it sounds a little like she talks, you know, a little. But because we're on FaceTime, so I do apologize if it sounds weird. But no, thank you for making the time to be of here. Of course. Of course, my pleasure, my pleasure. People don't know we're a couple hours of time difference. Where are you? Yes. Tell, tell everybody where you're at. So I am currently about 30 minutes out of Seattle. So, But I live in the Seattle area in Washington. And so right now it is um, early out here. I don't know what time it is. But um, what time it it's is? Two what hours. Time? It's two hours earlier oh, yeah. than where you're at. <clears throat> yeah. So, well, thank you for making the time and tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Yes. So, um, of course, again, thank you for inviting me. Thank you for allowing me to be here. Yeah. Um, I well, uh, there's a big, you know, there's a lot of me. Um, so I don't know what would be where would be a good p- place to start, but um, so. Born and raised in California, graduated California, and um, lived in Kansas for seven years. Mm-hmm. And for the last four years, I've been living here in the state of Washington. Um, and that's where you and I met in Kansas. So In Kansas. Yeah. Oh, no, I can see your face like, yes, I remember now when we met. <laughs> well, we met at a youth activity in yes. Nebraska. <clears throat> Oh, that's right. That's where mm-hmm. we did meet. Okay, mm-hmm. but whenever we actually spoke, it was in Kansas. It was. Okay, it was. I would like to officially apologize in front of the whole country and everyone, everybody that's listening outside of this country. I embarrassed you when I met you. And, oh, uh, you guys. Okay, so I was a youth leader at that point of, like, I don't know, a big group of youth. And I remember looking at her, like, just looking down. I'm like, okay, 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 okay. I was like, I'm a pick on her. And I was like, hey, you, uh, miss. I remember, did I say something like that? Something stupid. I was like, you're yeah. dead. You know, what do you think of what I just said? And you were like, uh, I don't even think you were paying attention, to be honest. We were talking about, I, I vividly remember that day. Of course, I take I accept your apologies, even though you've apologized <laughs> plenty of you. times. <laughs> Thank you. It's because it's like an apology without an apology. It's like I, I apologize for the f- way I made you feel, but that I am not apologizing for meeting you. Of course, right, right, right. Yeah. And, um, I remember we were talking about how do we get to meet other people? How do we introduce ourselves to other people? How do we yeah. meet new people? And that was the question you posed, and nobody was wanting to answer, and. I was the one that was like completely avoiding eye contact and you decided to pick on me. Well, you were just looking at the table. I think I I, I probably thought, I don't even think she's paying attention. Uh, ma'am, you're like, oh, yes, brother. Like, uh, did you hear what I just said? Like, uh, yeah, um, I guess we could just go and introduce ourselves, you know? And I was like, oh, don't cry. But, I mean, yeah, it, it was funny, yeah. but it's it's a, it's a story to tell now. Yeah, 
than that was 10 years ago. 10 years ago. Can you believe it? Yes. It's been that long because we just celebrated our 10-year anniversary. So that's why I know it's been 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, been, it's been a rough 10 years, I think. We've been through a lot of milestones together. For sure. For yeah, sure. you guys, Wait, she's been there for me a lot of times. And even with the time difference, she's like, oh, no, yeah, I can talk. Yeah, what's going on? And I've called her sometimes. Have I cried? No, I have cried. Oh, my God. Yes, I, okay, oh, I remember. Oh, God. I remember now. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, in 10 years, <sighs> I'm pretty sure you cried at least once. <laughs> but in my defense, we've mostly laughed. And I think that's what yes. I appreciate. I think the moments where I needed to laugh and I was like, okay, I can, I can chat with her and we can totally be honest and raw. And I appreciate you for that. So thank you. Yeah. Of course, no, thank you. These <clears throat> 10 years, like you said, have been a lots of up and ups and downs, mm-hmm. but through it all, you know, we've been there for each other and it's really been a pleasure, you know, to be your friend and yeah, likewise. say, you know, say that we have 10 years of friendship, mm-hmm. you know, not a lot of people can say that still going. Yeah. And still going. So yeah, thank you. So what do you do for a living? Tell people about that. Yeah, so finally, after so long of going to school, of getting prepared, I am in my first year of being a teacher. This is my first official year of uh, being certified and having my own classroom and being, you know, the authority in my class. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, yeah, I am doing that. I am a seventh grade social studies bilingual teacher and so are you you students mostly bilingual too uh yes so for the population that i work for or at the school that i'm in the population surrounding the school is mainly bilingual either bilingual in spanish in vietnamese in somali you know but most of the population is bilingual in some other language yes Okay. So how is that going for you so far? Because now, I don't know when people are going to hear this, but we're in the middle of a pandemic. So how how is that? How is that different from, because I mean, you, you don't have students in your classroom, do you? No, no. Right now we're doing complete uh, distance learning. So I'm teaching from home. They're learning from home. And so we're not, you know, having any contact with any of our students, physical contact. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's been, you know, it's been a little challenging. Um, Students were ready to come back to school, ready to come back and see friends. And then with, you know, our superintendent saying, nope, we're going to be staying at home. We're going to be doing distance learning. You know, it's been pretty tough. It's been pretty tough. Not only have I had to be a teacher, (laughs) but I've had to be an entertainer, you know. Like, uh, hey, now let's do this. Like, hey, yeah. now let's do that. You know, that so. takes a lot of energy, which I, I was going to. OK, I help my sister with her children. And let me tell you, I've done the school work with them. It is so hard. I I have now a new level of respect, not only for you, but for teachers everywhere because my i mostly help my nephew he's a boy and he's in kindergarten and oh my god and you would think you would know some stuff you're like oh yeah 
kindergarten i got this and then you help and i was like uh no okay (laughs) it takes a special person it has a special set of skills that you know not everybody has and people don't i don't think people realize that you know yeah exactly i know and um i feel you know I feel like, yes, like you're saying, a lot of parents have finally come to understand that it is, uh, you know, it is a hard job. Mm -hmm. You know, they take us for granted and they've come to find that out now. Um, But, you know, um, I I try to give as like less homework and like the least amount of work so that parents don't have to stress about it as well. You know, there's so many things going on at home already. Like kids are there 24 seven and parents have their own things that they have to worry about. And then plus having to add the workload of homework and whatnot. Um, When, you know, when the parents are not teachers, they're parents. Right. And so, yeah, it's been pretty difficult. It really has been if, if we're being serious because, um, you don't have that feel of, you know, just your class in general. Mm-hmm. So, do you almost feel like not a joke? Because clearly it's not a joke. But do you almost feel silly teaching over like you know video or I mean, mm-hmm. do you mm-hmm. think that has a, a, a is it more difficult that way? I guess that's the, that, that was my question. Do you think it's more difficult to do it that way than in person? Oh yeah. Definitely. For sure. Um, I have a set of guidelines that I have at the beginning of my class, you know, that I remind my my students every time that we have class, you know, please stay engaged as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And it's it is really hard because, like I tell them, hey, I know you're home. I know you have a million distractions going around you. You may have brother and sister who's running around. You may have, you know, your dog, um, anything. Everything can distract you. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it is very hard because when you're at school, you have their full undivided attention. Yes, granted, you know, they can get distracted here and there with their, you know, friends and yeah. classmates. But it's not the same thing. It's definitely a whole different world. Yeah, when I mean, at home, they're in their environment. They're in their PJs. They're barefoot. Yep. There's the TV. There's, oh, mm-hmm. my God, so many things. And uh, But, okay, let's go back a little bit. So when did you decide to be a teacher? Yeah, so um, it's, I've known that I've wanted to be a teacher for the longest. Mm -hmm. I know that I wanted to do this as as a job, as a profession for the longest. And um, it's always been my goal. It's always been my dream. And when I finally graduated high school, I said, let's do it. Let's go for it. Mm -hmm. You know, um, this is what I want. And Whenever I graduated high school is whenever we did the whole transition from California to Kansas. Mm-hmm. And so I had to take a year off um, to, you know, get in-state tuition and da-da-da-da, get my feet kind of on the ground, um, you know, stay be a little grounded before I get into the whole schooling situation. And so after that, it's just been going to school, going to school. And um, for some reason or another... You know, things did not work out in the first four years. Like everybody thinks, you know, oh, yeah, I'm going to get my degree in the first four years. And then after that, it's just, you know, going up from there and whatnot. Um, And sadly, that did not happen for me. Mm -hmm. It was it was uh, sad and it was tough whenever, you know, it's been four years and I'm barely in my first year of my bachelor's. And um, what am I like? What am I supposed to be doing now? 
Mm-hmm. And then five years pass by and you're trying to get into the, uh, to the education program and they're not allowing you because you're not able to pass a specific test. And then year six comes by and you're like, oh, like, wait, shouldn't I be graduating by now? Yeah. Should, shouldn't I have my own class by now? And then that happens and nope. Then you have to take another class or some other credits because, oh, you didn't meet the requirements. So now we have to go back and look at your transcripts again. And that that didn't work out. So we have to go another route. And so year seven comes by and you're like, whoa, like this is way too much. Like, you know, you're like, I, I cannot see the end of the tunnel, yeah. um, the light at the end of the tunnel. And so um at whenever I finally graduated with my first bachelor's, which was just in general studies, um, which technically did not help me in any way, shape or form, mm-hmm. was whenever we finally moved out here to the state of Washington. And here in Washington, I didn't go to school for about another year. I wasn't going to school for another year. And it wasn't until the summer of 2018 that I finally started a program that I love. I love that program and I am forever, forever grateful for this program that only lasted two years, which I wish I could have known back in the day about. Yeah. Um, and it was only two years. And in these two years, we were on a fast track of like trying to learn everything, the ins and the outs of teaching, the ins and the outs of just everything Um, and in those two years I was able to get my degree and I finally, after 10 years of going to school, after going through that long journey of counting year one, year two, and then before you knew it, it was year 10 and I finally graduated. I finally got my degree and, um, it felt so glorious, but then it was super, it was super, super bittersweet. Because yes, yay, finally I graduated. But then we're going through this pandemic. Right, right yeah. <laughs> it's like 10 totally years in the making. New. And then all of a sudden, boom, a pandemic. And I couldn't go to my graduation. There was no graduation ceremony. There was no graduation party. Like there was nothing. Yeah. And so that kind of, you know, that made me feel a little sad and depressed. It really did. It mm. um you know, it made me feel accomplished, right? Because yeah. I'm like, finally, I'm done. I got this, you know, I'm official. I'm doing what I'm, I'm going to be doing what I want. But then it's like, oh, like I have to celebrate it in silence, uh. you know? And, but, you know, the, the <laughs> most important thing is that I finally got here and I'm finally here. And the struggle was definitely worth the wait. And, um, I feel like, you know, all those years of prepping, all those years of going to school, all those years of just everything that I had to endure and go through mm-hmm. um, are really helping me in this time of pandemic, you know? Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like you were being built just for this time because you had yeah. to learn a lot of patience. You have to learn a lot of self-discipline, maybe. And now it's like, Oh, y'all think this is hard? I've been through this. Like, we got this. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. 
that's exactly how I felt after, after, you know, having my dream job, it was like, Oh, okay. Like this isn't fun, but I'll take it. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm done. I've got it. Yeah. And I mean, in this pandemic, you got to think about it. It's, well, hoping it's temporary, you know, hopefully everything will go back to normal soon. Uh, and, and you will get to see your children, which I think that's a whole different new experience. Once you have the children in, you know, in the classroom, uh, the experiences you're going to go through, I can only imagine they're going to be like super wonderful and, and, you know, seeing yeah. yourself changing kids' lives. Cause when I, when I, my nieces and nephews go to school, they brag about their teachers like left and right. Oh yeah. And she did this. Oh, and she did that. And oh my God. Da, 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 da. I'm like, Oh, keep going to school. Stay there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I can only imagine. Uh, so, you know, just hang in there for a bit and it, it's gonna, it's gonna get there. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. I said. Yeah. Yeah. We're crossing fingers. We're, you know, I've been, you know, crossing fingers, crossing arms, crossing everything. Yeah. Hopefully this is over soon. And, um, you know, I I never thought that I would end up in a middle school position. I always aimed for elementary. I was going to ask you that. Said, yeah, I was yeah. going to ask you because I remember you saying <laughs> uh, elementary. But then now middle school, how how is that different from elementary? It is a totally different ballgame for sure. No doubt about it. Um, I always, you know, I always said that I wanted to do K through fifth. Mm-hmm. It was always my, you know, sweet spot was always either second or third grade. Mm-hmm. Right. I was like, yep. Nope. I know I want to do elementary. I please do not give me middle school because I can barely deal with my own issues. Right. I'm not going to be able to deal with their <laughs> issues. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so whenever they're like, yeah, so we can only offer you this position. Uh, and I'm like, oh, it's been 2020 for sure. Like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, really? Like, at first, I can't celebrate. And it's going to be my first year, my first year teaching Yeah, from a distance. And I get to do middle school. No, that, that sounds really stressful because I, I mean, I don't know. At that age, they're so you don't know if they're too advanced. You don't know what's going through their mind. I I just I don't know how you do it. Middle schoolers, oof. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's it's been one interesting ride so far. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though we've only been um, just a couple months into school uh, because we're in October. Right. Um, and so it hasn't been that that long since school started. But it's when I say that it's been an interesting roller coaster ride. It's been a very yeah, interesting you're not roller coaster lying. ride. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not lying. Yep. So, yeah. OK, so how is it go? So you, I'm assuming you're going to the building. How is that with your coworkers? Well, um, they wanted us for not to be in the building as much. They wanted us to try and stay at home as much as possible. Okay. Um, but then I decided that I wanted to get a feel of how it would be to be in my classroom. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing two days out of the week, um, at least two days out of the week to go to my building mm-hmm. and, you know, sit there and give class, you know, remotely, obviously, but in my classroom. Um, and then they're only allowing a couple of teachers in the building at the same time. Uh, so I only get to see maybe two other teachers and myself 
um, out of the week, sometimes maybe one other teacher. So I don't get to see a lot of teachers um, in my building. And so that's, you know, it's it's kind of odd uh, having to meet everybody via Zoom mm-hmm. instead of in person. And so when we see each other in the hallways or out, you know, wherever we're at in the school, within the school buildings, um, you know, we're so excited. It's like, ah, people, there's other people here at the building. Like, yeah. there's, you know, there's, there's life here. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's interesting because you, you seriously don't see anybody else. And it almost, the schools almost seem like a ghost town. You know, they seem so abandoned yeah, and so say, that's, lonely. That's scary to go to a <laughs> building and it's just two people. And then, oh, that's scary. Yeah, it, it really is. But, you know, like I said, I wanted to get a feel of being in my classroom and um, pretending like my kids are there, even yeah. though I'm talking to to a screen. Right, right. right. But, yeah, it's it's been pretty challenging. But at the same time, it's been really rewarding to see, you know, that your students really enjoy and that they want to be in class and they're participating and they're becoming a little more um, involved. Mm-hmm. And they're learning. So, yeah, at first it was like, uh, like, how is this going to work out? Yeah. Like, is it all going to be okay? But then now, you know, I feel like they're they're doing okay. But again, I feel like we're all just ready to go back. We're all just For ready sure. to go back and, and go into our normal, quote unquote, lives. Yeah. I I like I said earlier I have a high respect for you and teachers especially me being from Oklahoma teachers here get paid so much different and I think I've talked to you about this before and this might not be a popular thing to say but teachers here get paid really not badly but very very low Mm-hmm. And and we talked about this because you're in, you like you know you said you're in Seattle or in Washington, so it's different. So yeah. I c- imagine you being a teacher now in the pandemic, and then you get paid minimum wage. Let's say, yeah, it's kind of an insult. And the only way, the only reason why I'm bringing this up to you is because what I want my listeners to know is, man, I appreciate the teachers. Like I I've seen so many YouTube videos, Facebook videos of like parents going off on the teachers and teachers having meltdowns i was like you guys do not understand not only they are shaping the future the lives you could have a president in your classroom you could Mm -hmm. have your lawyers in your classrooms and it takes so much dedication and so much love it's not just it's not for anybody trust me that job is Mm -hmm. not for anybody so you people can't see but i'm going my hat's off to you, <laughs> my lady. You know, it's it's uh, an incredible thing you do. It's kind of like a nurse. Without yeah. a nurse, the world couldn't really go through. I mean, people get injured. Without education, <laughs> we have a lot of, you know, dummy population. <laughs> dummies. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say a lot of dummies running around. A lot of dummies. <laughs> and, you know, it's, uh, I, if nobody has ever told you, I want to tell you and the teachers that are listening, I appreciate yes. you, your work yes. and, and thank you so much. I remember teachers when I was in, in a middle school, like you're a teacher and they marked me and they were just doing the best that they could. And I've, I mean, I've seen them snap to other kids, but yeah, the impact that I've had, I know that you've impacted other people. 
Yeah. So, you know, you're doing an awesome job. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And same, you know, thank you for for the appreciation and those kind words. Um, but yeah, to all my fellow colleagues out there, you know, stay strong. We'll get through this. Um, just like any other essential worker, we're definitely part of the that group of essential workers. So Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, okay. You said you went through 10 years of going through this great American dream of yours. Is, <laughs> was there a moment in the middle when you were just like, this isn't for me? Or did you always just knew? You know, there was definitely times where I was just ready to give in mm-hmm. and give up and just, you know, say, you know, I'll just change careers mm-hmm. or I'll just do something else. You know, I've, I've also loved doing cosmetology. I love to, you know, do my hair and I'm always trying on new hairdos on people, on myself and just, you know, like, okay, I'll just get that career and just, you know, do something small like a cosmetology career and, and work as a hairdresser mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever in that sort of industry. But then I was like, no, like I'm so close to achieving my goal that I just can't give up now. Yeah, you know, and and I would just say that to myself. I was like, "No, I'm so close. I'm so close, and I just can't give up now. I can't give up now." And yeah, um, those were the words that encouraged me. Really, just uh, reminding myself that it was going to be worth it. Every single tear, every single um, endless night, every single you know, desvelada. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was going to definitely be worth it. I remember at the those. End of it all. So yeah. I'm like, hey, what are you doing up? Yeah. It's like three in the morning. Like, oh, I just got started. Like, just got started. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you put in yeah. the work for sure. Yeah. Yeah. There were some times where I was up at, you know, one, two in the morning trying to get some projects done, some last minute testing, some last minute, you know, homework done. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, there were a lot of those endless nights. Yeah, for sure. Was there a special teacher that inspired you to become a teacher or what was it that inspired you to become a teacher? Yes, I had one teacher. Uh, he was my third grade teacher, mm. Mr. Ortega. I still remember him. Shout out, um, Mr. Ortega. Was, yes, I could never remember his first name and I cannot find our yearbook. So I do not know what his first name <clears throat> is, but wherever what he may city? be, you know. Um, this was in... Um, El Monte, El Monte, California. This was when, um, before my little sister was even born. Um, so this was, you know, a while ago. Um, and he was the first teacher that was able to pronounce my full name correctly. Um. He was my first teacher. So off the bat right there, you know, I was like, yes. I was just, you know, my respect and I was like, just my admiration towards him. And he saw, you know, the best in me and he was the one that pushed me to, to pursue just, you know, advanced classes and after school clubs. And he was the one that saw the best in me and he, he's the reason why, you know, I was like, just like he had such a great, like a big impact in me. Like, I want to do the same for others. Yeah, that's amazing. 
Yeah. Shout out to Mr. Ortega in El Monte, yes. California. If you hear this, hopefully he's a listener. But if he is, <laughs> shout out to him. And if you know who he is, send him the message that he inspired Soda yes. to become a teacher and successful. Yes. And yes. Th- well, this is why I was asking because I love to write and I love, to, I'm just, I'm such a geek and I love to write and I love to, hence the podcast. I like just to just, just talk. And I remember in coincidentally seventh grade, you're a seventh grade teacher. He, it was a history class or government or something. I was like, ugh, like I cannot, I, uh, I, I could not get into it. I was just like, oh, this is horrible. And then he made us do an assignment. His name is Mr. Sharp. He said, um, okay, we're going to do something different for history. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess. He was like, let's write a two page front and back paper of, he he painted the scenario. He's like, you're at war. And this was like shortly after 9-11. Mm. So it was like really fresh. He's like, okay, you're in battle. You're in combat with your best friend. And you're in, you're about to go and attack the other team, whatever, whatever. And right next to you, your friend just died. Like he just got shot. Right about that. And I was like, oh, What? Okay, I wrote five pages, and I handed it in, wow. and he was like, well, I mean, he couldn't say my name, so he wasn't as cool as yours, but he was like, <laughs> he was like, Nefatali, Mr. Hernandez, he's like, have you ever considered going into journalism? I was like, I don't know what that is. He's like, it's like writing, <laughs> you know, maybe a news reporter, a writer. It's like, why? He's like, you wrote a fantastic paper. I I Aww. well I think I still have it not maybe not in my house but I think it's in my parents' house. He wrote a big blue A plus and he was like go for go go for writing you you're gonna be a writer or you're gonna be a creator of something. And ever since then I've been pursuing that. I'm in the middle of writing a book right now even though it's that's not going anywhere because I still have th- things to go through. But <laughs> he's the one that expi- inspired me. He's the one that was like, you got this. You can do this. And ever since then, I had that in the back of my mind. And I, I just love writing. But that's yeah. the impact a teacher does. That's the impact yeah. that, you know, these human beings. Because guarantee there will be bad teachers. I, I'm right. not going to say that because I've met bad teachers. Definitely. 90% of them are really great teachers, I would like mm-hmm. to think. Well, in my mm-hmm. experience. So, uh, a little appreciation, y'all, listeners. Mm-hmm. I mean, teachers yeah. are the bomb. Mm-hmm. Do people even still yeah. say that? The bomb? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I'm over here dating <laughs> that's myself. How, that's how old we are. We <laughs> understand what that means, the bomb. Everybody's like, but no, wait, nowadays, what? like, it's lit. It's cool. Like, okay, okay, yeah. Dab to a teacher. Oh God, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a dab to a teacher. Okay, people oh, can't see what I just God. did. So thank God this is not like a YouTube. <laughs> I tried to do what I thought it was a dab. It might have been I don't know what the hell that was. I think that was like Octemo <clears throat> Blanco trying to <laughs> That is what that was. That's what. I, I am so glad this is not on video. Like, oh my god, that was humiliating. But well, to those of you who are Hispanic out there and are listeners, 
Um, and you know who Cuauhtémoc Blanco is? Just imagine that. That's what Mr. Hernandez. The little thing said. that he would do when what was it? When he did a goal? Is that what he would do? Yes. Yeah. yeah. When he would score a goal. Yes. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so man. embarrassed. I'm trying to continue, and I'm like, I'm trying not to like. Okay. 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 Don't do that again, Tony. Just. <laughs> take notes <clears throat> no but yeah uh teachers are amazing and uh mr ortega mr sharp and yeah. i had other great teachers too but um that's the one that you know caused me if you want to say it like this he's the one that in a way made me do the podcast if you want to say it that way because he inspired me to be creative and as a mexican you can disagree with me on this one as a mexican we're not really learned to be really creative it's kind of like something you just kind of eh you know it's rare that a mexican puts his feelings into art form teaching or you know so i'm glad that he got that out of me because imagine yeah, no i t i totally agree with you it's it's true you know um a lot of our parents you know have a have a sense that anything that's got to do with like um, singing or any sort of like artistic career, it's a waste of time, mm -hmm. you know, anything that's got to do with that, you know, you have to have something that's realistic, that's on paper that, you know, brings in income. And so, yeah, like I totally agree with you. And, but this is great that you're following and you're pursuing your dream. And this is, you know, this is what yeah. it's, life is about. You only get one. So make the best out of it. Right. Yeah. And I think you were a witness to this when I was like, yeah, I want to do a podcast. It was years ago. And yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. And you I, told me about your book. You told me about your mm -hmm. podcast. You told me that you wanted to do something that would, you know, uh, impact lives and touch lives. And so, yeah, yeah, of course, I remember. So, I mean, it takes time. It takes effort. And, and mm -hmm. you maybe your dream listener is not to be a podcaster or a writer or a teacher, but find that inspiration, you know, with whatever it is yeah. that you want to do and just go for it. Um, yeah, because there's a lot of criticism. I don't, did you get any crit criticism when you decided to be a teacher? Yes, really, a lot. Well, not a lot, but I did <clears throat> because you know teachers have a reputation of not getting paid well, and mm -hmm. you know it's a career, but it's not a, a well paid career. And so, yeah, I did get a lot of like, oh, you want to go into that mm. kind of you know um, comments, and it's like, well, are you sure? Um, but then I got a lot of, you know, positive comments that were like, oh, bless your heart. You have the heart of a saint because you must be super um, patient. You must be super, you know, um, just you're a saint. Yeah. And so I got I got a mix. Uh, I got a mix of, of compliments and you know criticism. And so it was just a mix of both. But yeah. How did your parents take it when you told them you were going to be a teacher? My parents just wanted for us to do and become better than them you know my parents is is uh dream has always been for us to be better than them mm -hmm. and um for them it's been to have a career any any type of career it doesn't matter as long as it it is what you love to do yeah you know and so when i told them you know i want to become a teacher i want to impact young people's lives and i want to do this for a living they were like go for it Mm -hmm. go for it you know they encouraged me they were there for me because um it's something that i want to do for me not something that was imposed by anybody else it's something that i that i want to do it was birthed within so, you yeah yeah 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, I was going to ask you, uh, uh, you being a teacher, do you think school is for everybody? Obviously, high school, obviously everybody needs to go to high school. But do you think college is for everybody? Because let, let me tell you why I was asking this question. Because I started going to college. But the mm-hmm. pressure was really heavy on me to to mm-hmm. go to school. And I love school. And I, I still want to go back. And I, I've told you that, too. But mm-hmm. I, I, the pressure of telling everybody that you need to be in school, that you have to. Obviously, yes, that is a very perfect uh, opinion. And that is a very sacred thing to do. Go to school. Yeah, become somebody. But do you think it's worth the pressure for someone that doesn't? need to go to school per se does that make sense yeah yeah i i I see where you're coming from and i i get your question totally um and you know up until maybe before starting this program uh from the one i just graduated from um i would say i would i would say yes it's important for everybody to go to school like Mm -hmm. i would be on the side of yes everybody needs to go to college everybody needs to have a career like um, yes, college is for everybody. You know, if you don't go to college or if you're not going to college is because you're just lazy mm-hmm. or you just, you know, you're not putting in the effort. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when I started, uh, doing this program and as I started getting involved with the school district and as I started looking at, you know, everything that involves the ins and the outs of teaching, like I've said, um, our, even our school district changed their motto, um, with, you know, uh, gearing students, uh, high schoolers into going to college, um, from that mindset to preparing them for the future they choose, Mm. you know, they went from, uh, equipping the high schoolers for college, you know, from that mindset to equipping every high schooler for the, for the future they choose. Okay. So, um, now at this point in time, I would have to say no. College is definitely not for everybody. You know, it's it's a matter of looking for, like I said, whatever your passion is, whatever you are most passionate about, whatever you want to do. Yeah. You know, whatever you like to do, because that's what you're going to be doing for for a good amount of years. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not like, oh, I'm going to try it out. And then if I like it, OK, if I don't, then, you know, I'll just drop it. You know, it's something that you're going to do for quite a few years. So look for something that you love and whether that is, you know, getting ready through college or through some other, um, schooling, then do it. Go for yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think that there's, I got a lot of pressure from it right around <clears throat> junior, maybe senior year. It was like almost enforced. Okay. Well, this is how it, they made it seem. I could be wrong. Oh, if you don't go to college, you're just going to become one of those, you know, stupid people that are just gonna make more population and and i don't think that's necessarily true i think there's a lot of great people and i'm sure there is great people that became great people in history that didn't go to college but the reason why i asked is because i don't want anybody to feel pressure that is listening like oh man if i don't do this i'm gonna feel like a sore loser or if Mm -hmm. i didn't do this you know i'm nobody you know Mm mm-hmm because I remember yeah. when I was in a senior, everybody was like, oh, I got accepted into here or there. And I I got accepted into one or two, I think. But 
I couldn't go because I couldn't afford it. I could not get a full ride. I could not get financial aid. So I was like, oh. So I just became depressed about it. I was like, man, I wanted to go to school, but the options were there for me. Um, now maybe, I don't know. We'll see. But I just didn't want the listeners to think, oh, I'm a failure if I didn't do what everybody else is doing, you know? Yeah. That's the reason. Yeah, no, and I... And- and I totally understand and, and I get it because even when I graduated from high school, it was like, oh, apply to college, apply to college, apply, 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 apply. And that was like shoved down our throats. It was like, you have to go to college to become someone in life. You have mm-hmm. to do school to become something or do something in life, you know. And that was also during whenever I graduated high school. Um, and so, again, they've. I feel like a lot of schools and especially the school district, like I said, that I'm working for, um, we're gearing towards the uh, equipping high schoolers to do whatever they want to do more than, you know, putting that pressure of you have to go to college or else you're going to be a nobody. Mm -hmm. Right. Like you said, um, that mindset of, you know, if you if you don't do that, then you're a nobody. So I like the fact that we're gearing towards that because, yeah, like I said, again, college isn't for everybody yeah so if anybody right now is in the middle of where you were six years ago and they're struggling and they're just like oh my god what would you tell them oh man there's you know there's times where i think about that too Mm -hmm. where i'm like man i'm looking at myself now i'm like what would i say to myself you know five years ago or even three years ago when I wanted to give up, you know, what would I say? I would just, you know, say, don't give up. There's always definitely a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, when you work for something that you wanted for so long or something that's really your passion and that's something that you know you want to do, um, just keep keep at it. Keep going. Keep uh, working it. Keep working for it. Keep um going to school, keep doing whatever it is that you're doing to accomplish that because it's definitely going to be worth it at the end of it all. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why that just, <laughs> I was like, Oh, I didn't even yeah, go to school. That was, like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that, was so, that was so inspirational that I made you sigh. It Aww. did. I was like, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> Yeah, you you. <laughs> when the little kid gets spanked, then he just crying yeah. just himself to sleep. Like, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go back to school one day, Lord willing. But um, yes. I guess that's where the side came from. It was like, oh, okay, I'm not too old. Yeah, I remember it's when I was. Never, in, it's never too late. It's never too late. Yeah, really. when I was in college, I had I had a, well, a classmate. She was. 60 something 70 something i was like oh that's dope she was like yeah i don't think this is gonna work out though i'm so scared i'm like no yo, you got this you already got enrolled you already got the books i'll help you you know and i remember that really clearly i was like okay i I think that's why now i still have a hope i was like okay i'm still young enough or even old enough to to go back and pursue something so yeah here's to everybody that is like me you know don't give up keep going maybe not now but maybe later yeah it it's maybe not now but um it's it's gonna happen sometime what is the one thing 
sorry to interrupt you. What is the no, one no. thing you are afraid to face while you're a teacher? And let me, no, I'll let you answer first and then I'll tell you why. What am I afraid? Oh God, I'm afraid of a lot of things. Um, I'm afraid of just failing all around, you know, of being, um, of not being good enough and not making that difference in my students, not um, just, I don't know. I'm just afraid of, of failure, mm-hmm. just really all around again. Like I said, it's right now. I'm just trying to get my feet under me because it's just, you know, first year and trying to get through the pandemic and, you know, having to worry about distance learning and Mm. all this other stuff. And so I feel like my fears change day to day. Yeah. Because you're learning (laughs) every day. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I feel like they just change uh, day to day because today it could be one thing. Tomorrow it's like, oh, okay. Like I kind of figured it out. So now it's this other thing that I'm scared of. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I feel like it changes, especially in my first year. Um, The reason why I was asking, and I I don't want to say it to input a fear in you. Mm-hmm. But past years, this has been a lot of school shootings. Mm-hmm. And, oh, my God. I well, Yeah, I didn't know you. Well, I used to work in the DHS, and I was always afraid of getting some random person to come in, you know, with a gun, whatever. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. that's a legitimate fear. I, and I'm not bringing this up to make you have fear, but it is something, again, where when this was happening... um. I was thinking like, man, these teachers save kids' lives, literally, through Mm -hmm. their mindset, through their, obviously, their physically, you know, saving their physical lives. And we still underappreciate them so much, you know, like, I don't know. And in part is what I was saying is because, you know, my listeners, I wanted to know the simplest thing about a teacher to the most intimate thing about a teacher you know Mm -hmm, because so mm -hmm. many things go into this it's not just i'm just gonna give you a test and i'm gonna grade it and that's it there's more into that to where i don't think people realize it you know it's 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 so much more than that and it's it's an impact for sure definitely definitely and i feel like you know that is one of my fears as well but with like i said my fears change every day and right now, because we're not in school, I don't feel like that's one of my biggest preoccupations mm-hmm. yet. Mm-hmm. Maybe once we're back in the school, like, yes, you know, obviously the safety of the children or of the students is most important. You know, that's one thing that I've always, I'm, I'm a person that cares for others, you know, puts other people's um, priority uh, first in minds. And that's always been something, you know, I guess it's been a blessing and a curse at the same time mm-hmm. uh, because I tend to make sure that everybody's okay, that everybody's doing fine, um, that everybody's feeling comfortable, that everybody's feeling, you know, and my feelings come last, 
you know, I could, you know, I could care less if I'm okay. I just want to make sure everybody's doing great. So I feel like that's not one of my fears yet, but I feel like once we get into being together again in the classroom, I feel like there's going to be like a lot more fears that I'm going to have to face every single day. And then I'm going to have in the back of my mind. Yeah, because you're not going to be in the middle school forever, right? Or do you? Is that for sure right now, or or does that change? How does that work? So, um, to those of you that you know uh, might not be familiar with the school system and don't probably know a lot about it, but um, and I don't know how it works in other states and other um, school districts, but here in my school district in my state, um, we are yearly contracted. And so my contract is only good for one year. So if the next, if for the next school year, I want to uh, move out of school districts or if I want to move out of, you know, my building, my, uh, my school building, switch grades, you know, whatever I want to do, I can do that then. So I don't have to stay in that grade forever. Like it's not, the grade that I'll be teaching for the rest of my career. Okay. Right. And so um, if I don't like it and if I want to look for another job in the elementary and say, I would want to transfer to another school um, in the elementary, like K through fifth, um, then I can enter uh, or I can put in a petition to do that. Okay. So I don't have to stay in seventh grade. But because this is going on, because the pandemic is going on, and if we don't go back to school this school year, but we go back to school in person the next school year, then I would want to stay, you know, to get a feel of how it felt to be uh, at home Mm -hmm. doing distance learning. And then now how does it feel to be in the classroom? Mm, So I feel like I would want to stay. I would want to stay for maybe another year and then see if it's my cup of tea. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And then um, just go from there. Go from there. But yeah, we're we're on a yearly contract. So that's how things work out here. Yeah. Because for all we know, you said, oh, I want to do elementary school. But you never know. Whatever your calling is to teach high schoolers. And <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> That's you never know. <laughs> you never know, because what if they're needing as someone needing someone that inspires them to be better people and somebody that cares? Because I know you personally, and you're a very caring person. And I'm gonna tell you, some high schoolers, mm-mm. they need all the care they can get. You know, they need Jesus. <laughs> Aside from that, they don't need Miss Cabral. They need Jesus. They need the Jesus through you, though. (laughs) No, no. I mean, whatever you know, you never know. But right, yeah. I, I, it's, it's definitely true. The saying of like, never say never, Mm -hmm. because that's what I said about middle school, and that's where I'm at now. You know, so I guess I can't say no to high school. Yeah. But for now, I know that um, I wouldn't be doing high school anytime soon. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. because that's a different ball game. Uh, that's a different <clears throat> set of studies. That's a different set of classes and whatnot and preparation. So yeah, no, yeah, that is a whole different world. I'm for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
one thing before we do the lightning round because oh, you know we do that here it's a tradition <laughs> what would you say <laughs> don't be nervous what would no. you say to the parents of the students because i mean to the students you can just tell them hey you know pay attention if they're listening and they're parents what would you tell them uh, I would also say, God, there's so many things that I would also want to say, but I have a class um, of kids that I'm their first person of contact. Mm-hmm. And I have a set of 15 students who I have to monitor all the time, make sure all their needs are being met um, in school, outside of school. And so I'm the first point of contact for the parents, for the students, for the staff, you know, to communicate uh, between the school and the build and between the building and the parents. Mm-hmm. And so every time I talk to them and every time I check in with them, I also thank them. I'm like, you know, thank you so much. Thank you so much for, for being uh, involved in your kid's education. Thank you for caring so much and for being, uh, for being willing to, uh, to be there for them. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is what they need. And so I, you know, thank you. Thank you to all the parents that are actually um, taking the time to maybe monitor their kids while they're at school. And then after monitoring, they're helping them with their homeworks assignments. So thank you. You know, it goes both ways. It's a teamwork. um, And without you parents, we wouldn't be able to do this either. So thank you as well. Well, yeah, if you're listening, parents... Well, because my, uh, this is one word I cannot say in English, statistics. Oh, I said it. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. Because, you know, as a Mexican, there's words that we struggle to say. I can't, well, I could never say statistics or decisions. I said that too. I'm evolving. You, oh. (laughs) I think my education is rubbing up on I think so, too. Thank God for FaceTime and these magical powers of teachers. Um, (laughs) What was I going to say? Dang it. Um, Oh, yeah. So if you're listening, uh, parents, because, oh, oh, yeah, I was going to say, I can see the statistics of the listeners that I have. And a lot of them are are, our age or a little older. So I know that there's a lot of parents listening to to this. So thank you. Be patient, though. Uh, mm-hmm. hopefully it's a roller coaster that'll be over soon but until yeah. then you know buckle up because we're barely about to hit christmas and you know mm-hmm. so we still got a, a bit ways to go but i think you know you all got this the parents got this yeah. the teachers got this yeah. and i think yeah. out of out of anything what we've learned with this pandemic is we've gotten a lot of um um what's the word the people have learned to be more understanding of Mm -hmm. other people and some have not but that's okay when talking about them the other people (laughs) you know they have become so understanding of you know teachers like this has opened my eyes for teachers this has opened my Mm -hmm. eyes for you know hospitals uh, the nurses so many things that we took for granted and you know and so i thank you again my yeah. hat's off to you, my lady. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And to all the teachers out there, not just you. Of but, course. Yes. But to to all my fellow colleagues. Yes. 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 <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Questionnaire lightning round. 
Don't make fun of me with this question because I know I know what you're probably gonna say. What is your most commonly used emoji? Oh God, um, you know I I I gotta say I am um, a devoted listener. So every time that you do the lightning round, I'm like, huh? How am I gonna answer these questions when I'm on the podcast? Are you admitting that you pre prepared for this segment? No. <laughs> Uh, what is it? Um, unconsciously, okay. I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unconsciously, I have. No, but thank so you for listening, I, by the way. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course, my pleasure. Um, every time I text and I look at my emojis and I'm about to hit an emoji in my phone, <laughs> I'm like, I think about this question. And um, I would say that right now, my top two emojis that I use a lot are the red heart. Mm-hmm. And the kissy emoji with the heart. The heart in its mouth? So, like, mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Another reason why so I'm glad we're not on video because I just did a face. <laughs> <laughs> you just did a little fishy face. I just did a little fishy face. <laughs> okay. This question, I do not know about you. So I'm going to find out. Mm. Banda music or country? <sighs> Neither. <laughs> I, I applaud I you, liked, but I respect everybody's opinion. But go ahead. I never liked country music in the whole seven years that we were in Kansas. Never liked country music. Bless your and heart. There's, there's something about banda music that I'm just like, hmm. So, yeah. No, so sorry for all of those that are listening out there that are uh, hardcore of either one of those, but not me. Yeah, so it's okay. It's, it's, your, it's your humble <laughs> opinion. Yes. <laughs> oh, what is the best piece of advice you have ever received? What is the best piece of advice? God, I feel like I've received so many pieces of advice from a lot of people that have come in into my life mm-hmm. um, over the years. Um, I, you know, just there's been so much. And really, but in all honesty, I don't have one that I can like really think of off of the top of my head. Yeah. Um, I told another guest the other day, I was like, I think it's more important that the things that people had given you advice to, they will come at its time, you know? Right. And they will mark a certain part of your life. So it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I I feel like that's that's what it is for me. Right now, I don't have one that I'm really living by, Mm -hmm. but I know that... um, I know that I have a lot of good pieces of advice and a lot of great people who have given me those pieces of advice. Yeah, for sure, for sure. What sound or noise do you hate? What is it? Um, I I would have to say that it's the slurping noise. The <laughs> like at the end, whenever my, I, my nieces do that all the time, whenever they're drinking out of their cups. And I'm like, please stop. Please stop. I'm so. laughing because I just did that to you not so long ago before we hit record. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> but it was very subtle. She does it like intentionally oh, ex- and she does yeah. it like all oh, extra. the time. Yeah. And I'm just like. <laughs> okay. So what sound or noise do you love? I love the sound of rain. And because we live in Seattle. 
we, you get it, it a rains. Lot. Yes, it rains here a lot. And we just started rain season. So um, rain's supposed to start up tonight again. We had a break of a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're supposed to have more rain. And so I love it. I love it. That rain. sounds wonderful to me. Because mm-hmm. here in Oklahoma, it's dry. I mean, you know, you've been here. It's mm-hmm. completely dry. So whenever it <laughs> rains, I'm like, I am such in a happy mood. And everybody's like, why are you so happy? I'm like, it's just rainy. It's, it's a good mood. It puts me in a good mood. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great sound. Yeah. So what, okay. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Oh, God. I don't know if I want to say this on the air. <laughs> But no, Uh-oh. no, no, no. Um, and yeah, no. In all honesty, um, I I've always wanted to be a cosmetologist, or I've always wanted to be a hairdresser, mm-hmm. because, like I said uh, earlier in the podcast, like I love to uh, watch YouTube videos and try new hairdos on myself, and you know, mm-hmm. do all that. Um, I fun fact: I did my sister's hair for her wedding. Did you? So yeah, yeah. I did my sister's hair for her wedding and. I've done a couple of other people's hair for their weddings um, here in Washington. And so um, that's another, that that would be a profession. If I wasn't teaching, then I'd like to be a hairdresser. Good for you. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Coke or Pepsi? <laughs> I was waiting for this one because I've been, I've been waiting to answer this question. Um, uh, Mexican Coke. American, uh, American Pepsi. Pepsi. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay, Mexican I can Coke, go on that. I, I can take Pepsi. that. Yeah, because yes. Mexican Coke does taste different. If y'all don't know, it does. if y'all don't know, yeah. get yourself a bottle of medio litro, and that 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 hits oh. that hits different. That, yep. It, <laughs> like we're just exactly. right now, we're about to receive the Holy Ghost right now, just thinking about it. <laughs> when just it's thinking so about cold, it. Yep. like ugh. Yeah. Okay, no, I agree. Okay. You're the first one that actually agreed that said Coke, but good for you. Yeah. Okay. What would you like your tombstone to read? Hmm. My favorite or my childhood Bible verse, um, which is Proverbs 3.1. And I only know it in Spanish. I don't know it in English. You can say it in Spanish. It's full of brown. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's guarda hijo mío. Uh, La ley en tu corazón, I believe it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, yeah, that's what I would like my tombstone to read. My favorite Bible verse were when I was a little girl. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Last question. Ready? Dun, dun. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say to you when you arrive at the pearly gates? <sighs> I. This guess, is always a hard know, question for people to answer. It, it really, it really is, and you know, I definitely believe that there is a heaven, mm-hmm. and I definitely believe that there is, you know, uh, a God, and so, you know, we've always said, you know, come in, child, into you know, and enjoy heaven. The it, what does it say? Um, um, what's what's that Bible verse? I know it in Spanish. Um, I don't know entra, it in English. Entra en el gozo de tu Salvador. Yeah, right? de tu Señor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, um, but besides that, it'd be like, um, you're in, 
Like you came, like you're you're here, like you're in. Come in, my child. If I ever hear something like that, I think I'm just gonna pass out. And I think I mentioned <laughs> I've admitted this before. Like when I get there, Lord willing, I get there, he's gonna be like, "See all that stuff you went through, you're fine. Come on in." I'm yeah. like, ah. Yes. I'll probably cry forever, <laughs> and then just to imagine, like, okay, life is over. I can now rest. You know, that's mm-hmm. gonna be a beautiful moment. Yeah. But anyway, thank you for being here. I I just appreciate you so much for taking the time and you've been such a, a great, a really, really good friend for these ten years. And here's to the next thirty, forty, fifty, sixty, seventy yes. years. Yes. And um I really appreciate you being here. Thank you. I cannot say thank you enough, which I was going to ask you because <laughs> I feel like I can, I can trust you. I, on all my podcasts, I always say thank you. Is it annoying? No. Okay. Because okay. I'm, that, I'm that type of person, too. Okay. I will just thank all the time. I'm like, please, please. And I'm like, thank you. Thank you. Thanks again. Yeah. And I'm the person that says thank you a lot. So whenever yeah. you say it, I'm like, yes. I'm like, as yeah, long as you, you feel it, I think as long yes. as people feel when I say, oh, my God, you guys, I'm just so grateful because like right now we have listeners everywhere and I it's overwhelming to me and there's no other word that I can know how to use right now. It's just like, <laughs> I'm just so thankful. I'm grateful. Yeah. I'm blessed. I'm just I'm so happy. People are listening from everywhere and, you know, thank you. Yeah. But right now I'm and talking continue. about you. Yeah. 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 No. Continue to listen to my friend. He's an awesome guy. And, you know, again, here's to 10, 20 more years. 20 more seasons. But thank you. Yes. Thank you for inviting me. It's really been a pleasure. No, thank and, you for, uh, for doing this. I know the time difference is kind of tricky, but we've had longer conversations. So this, this is really nothing. Can I admit this? this the first conversation we had over the phone, can you tell him? Do you remember how long it was? Oh, God, what time did we? Yeah, it was eight plus hours, wasn't it? Yes, it was. I remember we started at 9 p.m. And by the time we got off the phone, the sun was coming out. I was like, wait a minute, what time is it? You're like, I think the sun's coming out. I'm like, dang. <laughs> and my phone didn't die. Yeah, that was whenever, mine. Yeah, that's whenever we had them phones that never died. <laughs> <laughs> that had the yeah, little antenna and... Yeah, oh, yeah. I think I only slept. I think I only slept what, like maybe thirty minutes before going into work. Oh, I know. That day, yeah. I I remember sleeping. Yeah. Actually, I don't even think I slept. I don't. I don't remember what I was doing that day. But it doesn't matter. I remember. I was like, uh. but no. Nonetheless, thank you for for it all, and and you know for being here and say hi to all the people and. Uh, I was going to say, oh, my God, that sounds so... Blech. I was going to say hi to my fans. Whatever. What fans? Say hi to my <laughs> to the peeps <laughs> in Seattle, so Washington. They are your fans. They are your fans because they're listening to your podcast. Yes, to all my humble fans. Thank you for listening. <laughs> there I go saying thank you again. Okay. No, but really, thank you for taking the time. And, and hopefully you can come back and, you know, and, and be here because this is going to be on for several seasons. So, hey, and Please, trust me, yes. me and you talk yes. about a lot of different stuff. So we can talk mm-hmm. about anything. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Please. I'd be, uh, I'd be grateful to be on, on your podcast again. So it'd be my honor. <sighs>
Okay. <laughs> but everybody, thank you for listening. Um, appreciate you guys every single Thursday, every single episode. Thank you so much. And don't forget to write to us at Fuller Brown at podcast. No, wait. Fuller Brown podcast at yahoo.com. And until the next time, bye. Hey, this is Tony with Fuller Brown. And if you're listening to this segment of the podcast, that means that you've listened through the whole episode. Congratulations. Go buy yourself a concha or something. I just wanted to take this moment to remind you to follow us on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, Fuller Brown Podcast. That's it. And don't forget to write to us at fullerbrownpodcast.yahoo.com. And I'm just here to remind you, this is your story. This is your experience. Be heard. Bye. Bye.